0: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com welcome into beers on us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris thanks so much for listening wherever and whenever you're listening it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now it is time for yet another edition of Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Woo, 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 I feel like it's been a while since we last recorded. It hasn't. It's been like a week exactly, but uh, it feels like it's been a while because I was just on a little mini vacation. I'm jealous. Not me. I was working. Yep. And... Uh, Kicking it. <laughs> that you were. Doing stupid uh, stuff. I uh, I knew that you were working because I was not receiving many texts back from you <laughs> because I was very excited about where I was and what I was doing, but... Uh, you were very intermittently responding to my text.
1: Yes, us common folk back here were uh, still
0: slaving away. So, and my wife was too. I was just tagging along. She was there for work and I was like, hey, I'm going to go drink beer. <laughs> All uh, day. Yeah, Basically. So, yeah, I was in Denver for the first time. I've never been to Denver before. And because we've actually only done really one location podcast so far, It seemed like a really good opportunity to do a Denver podcast as our next location podcast.
1: Yeah, why not? With you just being there and I was there, what, three months ago, something like that, I I think uh, I haven't had enough alcohol to dilute that memory from my brain, so
0: I should still be pretty sharp (laughs) on the scene down there. Well, you had given me a couple of suggestions to Mm -hmm. go to, and I went to almost every single one, only one I did not because it was kind of far and uh, just didn't have a chance to go there, but uh, I went to, well, I wrote it down, let me see. I went to 8 breweries. Wow! In two and a half days. That's right. Um, I did a brewery tour day, which I love doing. Hell, even here still, mm-hmm. and then did a couple here and there, depending on where we were and what we were doing. So that's gonna be the podcast today. Denver, Colorado location based podcast. I'm going to talk about what my week in beer was because I was there. Anything unique and special for you before we dive into all the other stuff? Uh,
1: nothing. I mean, I've been to, I've been to Denver probably, I want to say, four times now, at least three. Um, most recently in September during the GABF Festival. Um, most of the times when I'm in Denver, I'm in Denver or I'm in Colorado. I'm in Denver for like six hours maybe mm. and then me and friends were like staying in a mountain town somewhere um but i have but i do know the town you know relatively decently i kind of feel comfortable if i were to be dropped in there at this moment uh some things you have to get used to you can only buy beer at a liquor store okay i find that strange Well, every state's different in that sense but but that's that there is a lot of centrally located Stuff in downtown, you can kind of walk places if you want to, which is nice. Despite the downtown is rather large,
0: it is pretty large. Yeah.
1: Um, and I found good beer, bad beer, beer from all across styles. Um, and more importantly, I thought the beer culture kind of was similar to ours. And I can't. I think you were going to ask. We have an interview later today. I think you were going to ask that very question.
0: I, I was, and uh, our interview is going to be with Ben Walker. He's from Ratio Beer Works. He is the uh, bartender and closing manager there. I just met him there, and he was a cool dude to talk to. And I went. Hey, do you want to be on our podcast? And he was like, uh, I was like, can you, are you comfortable talking about it? He was like, yeah, absolutely. So there we go. That's our interview on the podcast. Yeah, there's
1: some cool places I went to. I told you to go to Ratio because I really liked it. Um, just kind of a really chill, it, very West Coast vibe in that place, which is what kind of drew me to it. The first place I went the last time we were there was this place called Bierstadt, which was fantastic. They literally have a five minute Pilsner, which mm. takes five minutes to pour. Um, they had an Oktoberfest at the time because, you know, it was late September. Uh, they had four beers on draft. Four. That's it. And they were all excellent.
0: All right. So let's not dive in too quickly yet. There's a, I want to kind of go like we did with your Asheville one, kind of talk about the breweries that I went to. Cool. But there's also two general things that I want to start with uh, before we get into that. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Find us on social media. And interact with us there. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at pdd 85 on Instagram. And then you can find the podcast if you're finding it one place and you want to go somewhere else. iTunes, Google Play, Radio.com, 1080 Stitcher. Stitcher. Uh, and I think that's it right now. That's where you can find the podcast. If you can subscribe and rate and review us wherever you can find it, uh, really, really appreciate it. It helps us a lot and uh, kind of helps boost the podcast a little bit beyond that so uh, please do that wherever wherever you find us and then you'll also get notifications on your phone when we post the new one so you won't have to even look for it Uh, so yeah Denver Colorado before we get to the breweries two things that I noticed thing number one it's probably not that big of a deal to some people to me was a big deal 95% of the breweries don't have kitchens and serve food and I was kind of shocked by that because to me, so much of what the beer scene is outside of the beer is also the quality food that all the, all the breweries out here have. And I mean, it's, it's also my favorite type of food, you know, kind of pubby food. So it's, it's easy for me to say that it's really important to me, but my wife and I were doing a brew tour and we were starving and we were like, ah, maybe the next place has food. Nope. Oh, maybe the next place has food. Oh, they got popcorn packaged. Oh, maybe the next place has food. It even says great food in the review. No food. <laughs> and then I talked to the bartender. She goes, yeah, everyone mentions that review. That person, I think, was really drunk. <laughs> and I was like, Make okay. Make sure to
1: cover all bases that this place is awesome.
0: Right. So I, I was kind of disappointed by that. The only place I, – I found one place that had food, and it was actually good food. And we'll talk about that. It was the first brew pub in Denver, and they have food. And it was a giant spot, and they had, like, four floors, and they had five different dining rooms and three different bars. It was kind of crazy. But um that was the only place that had food. So that was disappointing. I was I was a little bit surprised that not more just chose to have a kitchen.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the breweries I've been to in that town. As I mentioned earlier, Bierstadt, I remember we got food there. But no, 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 yeah. Nobody's got nobody's got food. Nobody has food. Well, I know like Breckenridge has food, but they're, you know, sellouts. And they're across the street from Coors Field, so you kind of have to.
0: I couldn't find them, by the way. I think they moved. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I was look I was by Coors Field one day. I was just walking around my, while my wife was working. And uh, I looked on the map because someone said it was near there, and it said it was attached to the Pepsi Center now. Hmm. So either they moved or just, I don't know. Someone else chose their location. I digress. That was one thing. I was just kind of bummed about That is strange. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, was there food cart life in Denver, Colorado? There was some of that. One of the places we went, the food cart had just closed when we got there, which was like, oh, great. Of course it did. Thank you. We're hungry. Um, And then the other place said that they occasionally have food carts outside. It's not the same as here. I didn't see pods everywhere when I was walking around, but I think a lot of places use that as a way to say, hey, we do have food. It's just not our food. Um so that's that's thing number 1 that I noticed and frankly uh, if Denver wants to improve its beer scene not that it's bad but wants to make it better make some food guys <laughs> it makes people it. it makes people stay longer truth makes people try more beers and it, people who don't like beer will come for your food yeah definitely so come on man come on Denver entire city let's do this thing the other thing i noticed and Maybe I'm not shocked by it because of some of the stuff that I've heard about the city and the breweries there, but three words. Well, one word. Sours, sours, <laughs> sours. There are so many sours in Denver. There are so many breweries that are solely making sours yep. or are have a couple of, they, they call them clean beers, um, have a couple of clean beers, but have a majority of sours. I know in this area, we've got Cascade. Makes mm-hmm. almost entirely sours, if not entirely sours. You've got Degard down in Tillamook that makes entirely sours. But what else? There's not many others that are sour only. So right. that that's what surprised me is just how prevalent the sour culture was in Denver.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, there's not too many people that are making just sours, but I mean everybody is making them in yes. this town. But yes, in terms of like solely that's all I'm doing.
0: It was no. just surprising. Yeah. It was like couple places like yeah we're a sour brewery oh we're we're also a sour- we also make sours yeah well hey! you
1: know part of it part of it also stems from the fact that you know Avery does a lot of that stuff Crooked Stave uh, is is the big one over there um, so when you have something as prevalent as that I think you know beer can be a little copycat sometimes and if that's a style that's trending and that the crowd is the consumer is really into, then it's not too shocking that other breweries are just going to jump on board with that or, or people are going to open their own place there. I mean, the, the brewing community can be very incestuous at times. So don't be shocked if some of those people worked at another brewery and (laughs) then, you know, like I used to work at crooked stave and was there for five years or whatever. And now I'm going to open my own place and I'm going to do sours only too, because I think I can do it better. You know, I mean, we see that all the time, at least in this town.
0: Can you not use the word incestuous again? It was the correct usage of it. It made me really uncomfortable. Well, (laughs) expand your horizons, Michael. No. Um, So, yeah, that was I think the other thing, too, with that that I noticed is here. You're right. Everyone does make sours. But Mm -hmm. usually it's like, hey, we got a sour or two. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a couple. Most of the places there, they have an entire section dedicated to wild uh, and fermented ales or sours. And there's five per brewery. It's pretty and, cool. And it, it's cool, except for I'm a guy who doesn't love sours. So <laughs> I was like, well, that's a lot of beer that I'm probably not going to like. I did try a couple of sours. And uh, hint, hint, there is a beer of the week coming up that actually might be a sour. But uh, it, it it's just not on my palate yet. And I struggle with it. And it's it was just kind of a little bit. It was just strange. It was strange. Yeah, I to can me, imagine. Uh, to me, it was like, and this is changing now, but everyone in Portland... West Coast IPA, like three of them, right? Different hops, different st- different styles, or an Imperial IPA, whatever. It, I kind of thought that Sours was that of Denver, right? Like Portland's known for their oh, West Coast IPAs, and I thought Denver is now known for their Sours. That's kind of how it felt, at least just being there for a couple of days. That, that could be 100% wrong, but it's just how it felt when I was there. That's interesting. Now that I think about it, I
1: don't know what would be... I mean, I, I don't know. Tough for me to say, because my palate is... Sometimes I don't pay attention to that stuff. Sometimes I'm just like, uh, I want a Hellas lager. Right. And I want an IPA. I do know that their IPAs out there tend to be a little maltier. I don't know if it's because they probably don't have as easily access to hops like we do, so they need that to fill out flavor, I guess.
0: Um, there were a couple of places that had what they labeled as West Coast IPAs that were pretty close. Um, they weren't quite as as bitter. Mm. As some of the ones out here. So, yeah, I guess a little bit maltier. But I thought they did a decent job of getting the style. Now, a lot of hazies there too. They are everywhere. They are into the same trend as, as everywhere right now. A lot of hazies, although they don't say hazy. They say New England style this. And it's it's like a little bit of a trick. You're like, ooh, what's any style pale ale? And you're like, oh, it's a hazy pale. Okay. Well,
1: there's. I there's, get it. Yeah, we're seeing this in, in Portland now. People are starting to discern between the two that they're almost two different styles that new england is meant to be a little more rounded meant to have a little more hop character a little more bitterness to it to where the hazy is kind of this juice bomb yep and even and even even for us in portland a lot of people that are doing this new england style i think some of them not all of them but some of them that are doing some of the better ones it's almost like a northeast by northwest kind of thing
0: right it's a way to do the style without or doing it in a way that they prefer to do it, which seems more legitimate, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. Know. It's
1: it's something that I really love about this town and the West Coast in general. It's like, oh, you got something <clears throat> you got something trendy and cool? Yeah, we'll take a shot at that, but we're
0: going to do it our way. Right. I like that, too. All right. So here are the places I went. I'll just read them off one by one. Platt Park Brewing, Declaration Brewing, Epic, Ratio, Our Mutual Friend, Great Divide, Win Coop, and True, T-R-V-E. Um I I don't I don't know if I want to go in order about like what I liked and what I didn't like at each at each place. There was a lot of beers that I had. There was a lot of things that I have to try to remember. Um uh, but I will say I thought Ratio, Our Mutual Friend and Epic were three of my favorites there. Uh, I didn't actually know and and uh I didn't know until later that Epic is not based in Denver, it is based in Salt Lake City. They're in Utah. But I Went there and had their Big Bad Baptist sampler tray, which had four different Big Bad Baptists, which I had heard of it before, and it's just a, it's a stout, an imperial stout. And each one got more and more barrel-aged. <laughs> they had a quad that was barrel-aged in whiskey and rum barrels with barrel-aged almonds, barrel-aged something else, and barrel-aged something else in the double-barrel-aged beer. And I was like... I don't know what's happening, but this is really exciting, and it was actually really good. all th- All four of them across the board were really, really solid. So I, I really enjoyed that.
1: I think you can get that quad barrel aged Baptist in town. Oh, really? I think I've seen it. Yeah, is it like in twenty twos? Five hundred dollars? No, it's probably like $30, thirty, twenty five, maybe. Yeah, a little,
0: little, little steep. I do a have an steep.
1: I do have an epic beer in my cellar that I don't know what I'm doing with it. Um, it's an Elder Brett, so it's a barrel aged farmhouse beer
0: mm. with Okay,
1: and I believe it was packaged in 2013 oh wow yeah so I don't know really know what I'm doing with it right but now I like, guess that bad just now
0: kind of hanging out So just gonna turn into vinegar no soon?
1: no it's just gonna get funkier and funkier
0: hmm interesting I
1: should probably drink that that's terrifying I should probably open it I don't know if I'm gonna drink it that's but at terrifying. least see like, what's going on try it yeah. Yeah, but it's really cool. It's called Elder Brett and it looks like a Mormon on a bicycle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's got a
1: helmet on and everything and the white shirt and
0: the black tie. <laughs> He's off to go spread the message. Um so I liked I liked that at Epic a lot. Ratio reminded me a lot of a Portland brewery. Mm-hmm. Brewery. I there is a certain vibe in Colorado breweries that is different and Ratio kind of was like, "Oh, I'm back home. Yeah. They had a lot of IPAs. They had a lot of really solid styles that I, I'm used to seeing out here and it was quality too. it was a cool spot.
1: It was it was very friendly to me in terms of a slice of home. Um, there is they have a giant mural in their back patio on the wall that was that I was looking at that mural and I was like, Man that artistry just looks really familiar. Um, oh well, whatever. Took a picture of it, put it on Instagram. Get home and someone's like, "Oh yeah, that's Blame Fontana. He did the." Uh, and I was like, "I know what he did. He did the uh, the the artwork on the stairs going from the main floor to the upstairs at the Slaptown Breakside." So it was just like I already had kind of felt like I was a little bit at home, a little bit West Coasty there on the patio. Plus it was hot day out, and once. I heard that it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I like this place a lot.
0: It was cool, and the beer was really good there, and it was one of those where I didn't want to leave, even though we had other places to get to, Yeah, because there were so many different beers that I wanted Mm. to try. So it was definitely one that I would suggest going back to, and the other one was Our Mutual Friend. That was one that you suggested I try. Just down the street from Ratio, there's there's this little pod up on Larimer Street up there where there's Epic and there's... Ratio and our mutual friend all within a block of each other, and then if you walk maybe like fifteen minutes down the street, there are Great Divide is there, and I think there's another one also in that neighborhood. Uh, I thought our mutual friend was really solid as well. It 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 had the Colorado brewery feel, but it had a lot of the varied styles that I enjoy. And this might be a thing that they just publicize, and other other places do it as well. But they had four or five beers that were Colorado only, so they were hops that were from Colorado, they were malt that were from Colorado, etc. So it was. It was kind of interesting to try those just to see the difference, and I think in that sense, from what you were saying before, you're right. The Colorado only IPA, pretty malty. It -hmm. was it was a very different style than I mean. It actually I I liked it because I like malt, but it was a different style than I expected. Yeah, because they said all like they had four different hop variants in there, and I was like, oh, so this will be really hoppy beer, and I was like, well, it's also pretty malty. It It was cool. I liked it.
1: Yeah, they just it just seems a little heavier. I don't know if it's you know it's really dry out there. Yes, altitude and all that stereotype stuff the amount of dry skin on the... my
0: hands i was like are you kidding me what is happening i, know, I feel really? like
1: my face is drying out just thinking about it um so that could be it that could be why maybe i was really interested in drinking light beers a lot while i was there just because everything just seems so heavy
0: yeah that is true and you get drunk way faster. Oh, yeah. Because of the altitude. I had two beers, and I was like, Woo
1: Yeah, I was up at Breckenridge one weekend. Let's go. I was up at Breck one weekend, staying at a cabin with a bunch of friends, and someone was like, does anybody have cards? And I was like, oh, I have some cards in my bag. It's upstairs. I'll be right back. And I like lightly jogged up the stairs. There was like 10 of them, and I damn near passed out when I got to the top.
0: Because of the altitude or because you were drunk? Both. Because <laughs> I was all
1: lightheaded, and I went, whoa. and I like had to stop and sit down for a moment. People are like, what took you so long? And I was like, I thought I was going to die.
0: I, I did not have that many issues with the altitude. Surprisingly, I I thought I would. I I mean, I just thought everybody did who had never been there before. I, hell, I even ran on a treadmill when I was there and my lungs hurt at the end, but I was okay. If I ever, yeah. I need, I need to move to Denver to quit smoking cigarettes
1: because I like can't do it there. Right. I like take two puffs. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm out of
0: here. Right. Your lungs are like, please stop. Yeah. I need oxygen. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, So th- those are probably my top places that I went. So Epic Ratio and Our Mutual Friend. Uh, We did Great Divide on that same day. I was very excited to go to Great Divide because I like their Oak Aged Yeti Stout or just the Yeti Stout. And they, they had one on tap there. Um, to be honest, a little disappointed. I, I I loved the the stout, but I tried a couple other beers and my wife had one. They're fine. But I think I had this expectation mm. because how good the stout is, yeah. And and how well it ages that all of their beer was gonna be spectacular. And it was solid. No, it, it was not bad, don't get me wrong. Right. But it didn't live up to the, I guess, the very high expectations I had.
1: It was funny. Um Despite being because I've been to Great Divide probably three times now, the little one downtown. Yeah. I haven't been to the, the newer one out right outside of downtown next to Crooked Stave. But every time I go in there, and it's funny because I'm such a hophead, I love I don't shouldn't say love, I really enjoy a lot of their beers that aren't hoppy. Like their IPAs and their double IPAs are not my thing. Yeah, again, I think they're too heavy, they're too malty for me, a little unbalanced. Uh, but everything else I have from them, I, I tend to like. They they usually have this a, a rye beer that I enjoy. Um, I love the Oribel, which is their uh, their their Belgian Trappel. Um What else do I like from them? I don't know. There, there's like a rye lager or something like that. And some other things that I've always really enjoyed, like a farmhouse ale that they mass produce that nothing going to blow you away, but I've really enjoyed. Yeah, I just don't drink their hoppy beer.
0: Yeah. And... Uh, the space was way smaller than I thought for a brewery. It is a tiny spot. For a brewery that produces as much beer as it does, mm-hmm. I was expecting a little bit more. Plus, that was the place that said, great food. and I was <laughs> We were three breweries in, starving, and the place that actually you suggested or your boss suggested that we eat was closed on Mondays. So we uh, walked past it, and it was like, we're closed today. And it was like, oh, my God, we're dying. Please feed us. And we're like, great divide. Great food. It says great food in the first review. Walk in. Hey, you guys have food? Nope sweet. Uh,
1: please. We just... Were the bartender salty to you? Uh,
0: at about... Great Divide? Mm, no.
1: No, oh, I had some surly ones when I was there last. <laughs> I don't think she was <laughs> now.
0: Uh, honestly, I was a little bit drunk at that point anyways. I don't know if I would have noticed, but it was just one of those like, I want to have your beer, but I'm so hungry. Please help. Uh, actually, though, that night we went to 5280 Burger Bar, which was on the 16th Street Mall, which is kind of just like a place where you walk up and down the middle of the city. And really good burgers yeah really solid it was near our hotel and it was suggested by a friend of mine who had went there they have like 15 to 20 different burger options and then if you can't decide there's an option called i can't decide nice. they give you two bigger sliders that are two different types so oh, you cool. could try two different burgers perfect that's what we did it was great uh, the other ones that we went to i'll start with wind Coop. that was the place i was telling you about it was near coors field it's the first brew pub in i think it said colorado and it's a huge, huge old factory building, which, I mean, we see a lot of here being turned into breweries. But it, and they kind of kept a lot of the old flair of that building. And, and kind of in our brewery look episode, this is one that looked unique. It looked very old Western. Uh, there was brick everywhere. It just kind of had this vibe. You know, you, Johnny Cash is playing. It's just this vibe of Wild Wild West. It's kind of how I felt. The beer was really solid. They had food, thankfully. I was very hungry. I was going for lunch. My wife was working. I was just wandering around the city, trying not to fall because it snowed five inches Then one day we were there. Oh, wow. And it was 15 degrees the next day. So Gross. Yeah, it was not, not the best weather, but um, I just wanted to go inside somewhere and drink a couple beers and uh, watch some sports. And I, I stumbled acro- uh, upon this place because I wanted to go see Coors Field. It was nearby. Really, really cool spot wasn't my favorite beer of the, of the whole trip, but it was good beer, and the spot was really cool. Um, went to True, T-R-V-E, which you told me I would love, and boy, did I ever love it.
1: Yeah, I figured you'd love the decor in there. It's dark, black lights, it, well, death we, metal.
0: It was death metal. We went during the day, so the, the black lights weren't on, um, but they literally only play death metal. Mm-hmm. All of their beers based on metal slash... I guess Satan if, yeah. if you will. And uh, I instantly bought a shirt. I walked up before I even ordered a beer, I saw one of the shirts and went, "Yep. That's oh, okay. happening." It's a it's a very metal style shirt for the brewery and it's I've, I already own a bunch of metal shirts and I was like, "Yep, got to do that as well." Uh I had their Oh god, what did I have there? Um I tried a couple of their sours there cuz they are a they are a main sour brewery. They actually had more clean beers and sours when I was there but uh, they are known for their sour beers. Man, what did I get there? I'll look it up, but I know you've been there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've,
1: I got, uh, remember I had, I brought, geez, I might still have one in my fridge. Uh, there was a mixed fermentation with uh, watermelon that I really enjoyed. I think, yeah, now that I think about it, I think I'm I'm pretty sure I still have one in my fridge. should pull that bad boy out man, I got a lot of beer I should probably stop sitting on and start drinking.
0: It's not on here, but I think it was a Doppelbock. Thank you, website, for not telling me what you have. I think it was a Doppelbock, and it was really, really solid. And I also had their stout, which I think they always have on. It's Mm -hmm. just an American-style stout, which was really good. And my wife had a a sour that was mixed with peaches. And uh, she said she enjoyed that one a lot, too. Everybody
1: likes peaches.
0: And then I also, the first night we went to a different neighborhood called Platt Park because there was a sushi place down there that my wife really wanted to go to. And we were like, okay, let's just see if there's any breweries down there that, that we want to walk to. There were a couple. I will say that was our first night. Pretty disappointed with the, with both of them. The first one was Platt Park Brewing. Honestly, it was, it was pretty mediocre. If you're in Denver for the first time, I would not venture that way. Yeah. Um, the other one was called Declaration. It was kind of creepy to walk to because it was really late at night. And they were the only one open after 8 p.m. By the way, a lot of breweries there are closed at 8. Very That's strange. strange. Um, it was open after 8, so we walked that way. It was kind of in a really sketch area. They had a lot of beers. A lot of beers. And the, uh, it was actually okay. I had a, uh, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch Stout, which tasted exactly like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which was pretty interesting. Boom. And uh, it was a cool spot. They had a really cool outdoor patio as well. Obviously, it was cold, so we weren't out there. But... Uh, I'm noticing a lot. A lot of the places in Denver had really cool kind of outdoor spaces to hang out during the summer too. So that was it. Those were all the breweries I went to in Denver. That's rad. I imagine the
1: brewery you didn't get to that I told you to go to because it was too far away was Comrade. Yes. Yep. That was on the list, and I was looking up it's on the like map. Twenty minute lift ride. Yeah. For me to get there from my hotel at downtown. Yeah. That's I mean, what... I wanted to go, so I was down, but I was just like,
0: man, where are we? Well, that's that's the thing is we were trying to do it in a way that was smart and efficient. Like, hey, is there a place we want to go, but it's also near some breweries. Great, that's why we did those two by the Sushi Place, because that actually was kind of far too. Um, And then I was looking at the map, and Conrad was like 15 minutes further than the Sushi Place. And I was like, I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah,
1: next time you're out there, see if you can find a way to uh, get up to Boulder. There's a ton of great stuff up at Boulder too. You got Boulder. um, Upslope is one of my favorite Colorado breweries up there. And there's a couple more up there that I'm just not thinking of right now. Oscar Blues is up there.
0: Yep, Uh, and then Fort Collins has a couple. And then Left Hand is in Longmont which I think has two or three breweries. They're all kind of around Denver. I was looking it up when I was there. Golden's and,
1: not too far away, home of the largest brewery in the United States of America.
0: And I thought this was interesting. I didn't try any of them, but it was suggested by somebody that Coors actually makes a specific uh, grouping of beer that is only sold in Colorado, and they do more craft brew stuff in those beers. Oh, interesting. They, they get creative, and they don't just do the regular filtered lagers or whatever it is. They actually do... All sorts of different styles and they only sell it in Colorado. And I saw on one of the menus there was it's a special name for it. Um, like Coors Reserve series or something like that. And I saw one and I was like intrigued. Yeah. Piqued my interest. And then I went, nah. Pass.
1: <laughs> I hear I hear the tour at uh Coors is phenomenal.
0: So no food at any of the breweries, sours everywhere, really solid spots, and I now understand why it's the third. Largest uh, craft brewing state in the country. Yep, there you go. Behind California and us. So, there you go. cool spot to go try. Um, just wander. There's a lot of places in walking distance there. It is a big downtown, but it's not hard to get across the main downtown port portion of it. It's not hard at all. No. Um, all right. So coming up next, we do have a guest. Ben Walker is a bartender and closing manager at Ratio Beerworks. He's going to join us next here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We continue Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris in our interview segment of our Denver, Colorado podcast this week. And we are joined right now with Ben Walker. He's a bartender and closing manager at Ratio Beer Works. Ben, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show, guys. So when I was in there, this uh, this actually just a couple of days ago, I saw on the wall a four-year anniversary event coming up. That's pretty cool. Yes. So four years, and you guys are growing. How How's the growth been so far in those first four years for you guys? Well, the growth, and I mean, I haven't
2: been working there the whole time, but uh, since even being a long-time customer, the growth has just been kind of exponentially going, and with new beers coming out, we're always doing different events. Um, this, this four years is going to mark a pretty, uh, uh, you know, we're definitely not done going, but it's a pretty special thing this year.
0: What, is, what do you, what would you consider Ratio's go-to beer? Because when, when we were in Denver, I noticed Sours were everywhere, and it seemed like you guys were a little bit different in that, where it seemed a little bit more kind of Honestly, a little bit more like a Portland brewery with some West Coast IPAs and stuff like that. What, what would you consider Ratio's kind of go-to style or, or your best style?
2: Somebody walking in, probably for the first time, you know, tomorrow, I would say go right for the Dear You Citra French Saison. It's uh, a beautiful beer we've been doing the four years we've been open. I think it represents the brewery very well uh, with a really nice, um, uh, you know, a little bit of a floral ester, clean, crisp finish. The French Saison used lends enough flavor in there without taking over the whole beer. And the citra hops uh, really kind of accent a a good bitter edge with adding some flavoring as well, kind of turning the style a little bit more towards um, our own creation.
1: Uh, Ben Patrick here. I I was at Ratio coincidentally. It's funny that Mike was just there because I was there during the GABF time. And I I really liked the place. I liked the environment. I loved the patio outside. It was hot that day. So it was kind of nice to hang out in the back. But I see you Mm -hmm. guys have a pretty strong regular contingency, don't you? Because I didn't just see a bunch of people there that were in town for GABF. It looked like I go here because I go here.
2: Oh, absolutely! I mean, we we have a we have regulars that I see every single shift. You know, even working three or four days a week, um, we we are one of the only breweries on the block that opens at noon, so that helps uh, bringing you know maybe a uh, working lunch crowd to have a couple beers where they uh, do a few things on their laptop. And um, yeah, we we ha- still have our core regulars from day one, and we're we're you know gaining new people as they move into the neighborhood as well. So it's it's a, it's really been a fun, a special thing.
0: So you you talked about the block and just it's on Larimer for those of you. Who- you don't know and in that little neighborhood there are three four or five different breweries all within what like a mile of each other or is it a oh, really yeah is it a really supportive atmosphere like do you guys all kind of support each other or is there a little bit of competition going on what, what's it like uh, out there
2: um i i think it, our neighborhood as well as, as pretty much i can speak to the whole of denver um and having having worked back a house at another brewery previously um the whole denver scene is very collaborative i mean if there is any competition, it's usually, you know, in a good-spirited nature, and, uh, you know, Denver has a local collab fest where, you know, almost every brewery works with each other, and it's a, it's been a very friendly environment. I really have never, you know, unless there are a couple of, uh, you know, too many beers ago, I've never seen anybody get into any bad blood going on. So that's one thing I love about Denver.
0: If you could, so moving into Denver as a whole then, if you could describe Denver beer culture, what would you say?
2: I would say Denver beer culture is, constantly, you know, enjoying whatever the newest thing coming out. Um, however, there, you know, there are plenty of people that are still just going to look for a good, good crisp Czech toast there. Um, the beer culture is always very accepting and open to new styles and, um, you know, new, new takes on different styles and old styles. Uh, we've got a fair amount of good German beers that are coming out of Denver. Beer Stop Brewery being one of them um, and Prost Brewing as well. Uh, the whole The whole culture is very accepting of anything a new brewery is trying to do as long as they're, putting forth an honest effort and, and, you know, putting out the best of what they've got.
1: I'm always interested in asking what the what the next big thing is, if you can see it coming. I kind of, as as even though I work for a brewery, I'm, I'm still a consumer and I still love drinking beer and kind of following trends from other breweries and bottle shops and stuff. In Portland, we are about to see 2019 is the year of the craft lager. Um, we've kind of seen it creep up and we know brewers really love drinking loggers but now the consumer is really interested in loggers what do you guys see is the next big thing to hit denver Colorado
2: I would actually agree with you on the logger I think a lot of breweries now are really really focusing on what a lot of the public would consider you know a simple style being a logger like a nice pilsner um, but to do those right they there have to be the, the right ingredients and it has to be time and tested and I think I think a lot of people are turning more towards the under five percent sessionable beer versus going towards, you know, a, a twelve or thirteen percent barley wine, pastry stout, something like that. Uh, you know, something they can still more enjoy with friends rather than just getting the effects the beer's having on them which i find um, super
1: funny because like ipas will always be ipas especially in this town and i imagine it's probably the same case in yours but i remember for a while they're like session ipas or hoppy pails got such a bad rap because they were low abv now all of a sudden everybody mm-hmm. wants low abv which is fine with me because i like sessions and pails so I, I just find that absolutely ridiculous that that wasn't cool then but it's all of a sudden going to be cool now
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I think what's happening is, you know, I remember being 24 and 25 and I wanted, you know, the lowest thing I wanted to drink was a 9% double IPA. And, uh, you know, but after turning 30, I realized I just want a 4% something with flavor and, uh, you know, that I can still get my work done the next day. So I think (laughs) it's kind of that beer crowd from five, six years ago is getting in. You know, the whole thing is transitioning with them. And I think it's a driving force behind a lot of the styles that are being brewed. Yeah, we're all getting Um, older.
1: Yeah, we can't handle
2: it quite as much anymore. <laughs> right, and I, you know, I still, I still want to be out the whole night, so I'd rather have seven of those and two of the other guys.
0: Ben Walker from Ratio uh, Beerworks joining us right now. For those of the our listeners who don't know, who are some of the OG breweries in Denver that are still kicking right now?
2: Oh man, I mean, if you're still going way back, there's still you know, Wincoop Brewing is holding it down, still downtown. Um, I think they are the oldest. Uh, correct me if I'm I think the oldest brew pub. Uh, that is in Denver, Colorado, um, and was actually started by Hickenlooper himself. Um, but right now, I'd say with some of the newer ones in the last five, six years, um, Crooked Stave being a top one, producing, you know, massively well-done um, sour and wild ales, barrel-aged, uh, starting to dip over into the clean side of things now. True um, Brewing, another one, has been around for I think going on six years now, um, and they're all still doing clean, have an awesome barrel program going. Um, Ooh, who else are we going? Strange Brewing is still around. Ratio has been around for four years now. Uh, Epic Brewing out of Salt Lake City, Utah, with their second location in Denver, I think, are kind of some of the bigger ones I can think of off the top of my head
0: now. I kind of have two Um, follow-ups based on that. So I think we're seeing this in Portland a little bit. There's a bunch of OG breweries here that have been doing it for 20, 30 years. But despite the fact that they're still in business and they're still successful and people still like drinking their beers, there's kind of this push to go newer. Right there's new breweries that mm-hmm. open up, and it's like, hey, I gotta go there. Yeah, yeah, to is great. I've had that a hundred bajillion times. Let me go. Let me go to Ruse or wherever as a brand new brewery. Is that happening in Denver too, where some of the the older breweries may be struggling despite still producing good product because everyone wants new, new, new?
2: You know, I would absolutely expect so. Um, you know, some of the older ones at the stable beers you would go to because it was your better option than you know grabbing a Bud Light or a Coors, and that was what you enjoyed to drink. But it's almost like somebody throwing out, you know, a whole new starter deck for your favorite game. You know the game you loved and you'll definitely go back to it, but you've got to check out all of this new um the new things that people are putting out. So I think that some of the older brewers definitely have to be feeling in and are certainly changing with you know, with the market as much as they can. But there, you know, with a lot of new people popping up, you really wanna, you know, go check out the the next door neighbor's new stuff.
0: And then you mentioned sours, Crooked Stave and True, et cetera. I'm telling you, I, I've never seen so many Sours in my life than, than when I was in Denver. Why is that style so popular out where you guys are?
2: Uh, you know, I think one one thing that really makes it popular, having Crooked Stave that I consider, you know, some of the best in the country, if not the world, and being, the you know, the first guys in Denver to really be pushing that style exclusively uh, really opens up a market for other brewers to try the same thing. And, you know, any... Um, anybody that has access to barrels in time, and hopefully the knowledge behind, um, you know, could start kicking their own programs off. Um, another thing, there's a Rocky mountain barrel company, which is located just outside of Denver. And they're a, kind of a middle distributor for, they'll buy uh, wine barrels from the West coast. They may get some from France, you know, big photos. And so they really make it accessible for us to get any kind of barrels that we're looking for. If not right away, you know, within um, the next few months and, I think the sours coming out of Denver can compete with just – and hold weight with just about anybody in the world right now. Uh, Ben, Um, I'm going to
1: leave you with with this question um, to kind of wrap it and bring it into kind of Portland scheme. Uh, The stuff I know that we see on the shelves here, things like, you know, obviously your big boys, your New Belgiums, your Averys. um, What else? We see Oscar Blues, Crooked State, Great Great Divide. We see those guys. I'm curious, what breweries do you guys see out there from
2: us frequently? Oh, Okay, excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of what I've been getting in the store. So we see there's obviously um, Rogue Brewing, um, but it, I've been seeing a lot of new ones. Like need, I've been seeing Breakside on tap a lot, which I used to work over at Hopson Pie up in the Highlands, and that was always a favorite to have on tap. Um, you know, I'm racking my brain right now. I have not been to a bottle shop in just a little bit.
1: Um, <laughs> fair, fair enough. I, it's yeah, it, you know, <laughs> it's a random question. I'm just because before I started working at a brewery, I just kind of like on my own was constantly at bottle shops and tap houses and always interested in in new and different stuff. I was just curious.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, it's, oh it's uh, Fort George from out there.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's an Astoria yeah. out in the coast, yeah.
2: That is um yeah, that is another brewery I've been excited to see on tap. I think mostly on G A V F but uh I've been hearing about a little bit more and had to, excited to try and drink their stuff.
0: I will say from um, from what I saw when I was kind of wandering around the last couple of days, not a ton of Oregon breweries on tap at, at bars and stuff. It's really? a lot of Colorado. And then, you know, some of the other big boys, I saw uh, Bells a couple of times. I saw Dogfish Head a couple of times. So there, there's, there's other regions represented, mm-hmm. but I did not see a lot of Oregon. Ones.
1: Yeah, you guys get all the Midwest stuff. We don't get any of that Midwest stuff out here. Like, if we get Bells, oh, that's yeah. like a
2: happy day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not crossing the Rockies. No, no, it yeah, doesn't get on the I, other I think side. A, with, uh, yeah, a lot of the being close to closer to more of the Midwest stuff and, and you know, having a, a lot going on in Colorado as well, is, um, I can think of a few tap rooms where you can get a pretty good wide range, but it's it's pretty it's almost, you know, a little self-serving out here with uh, it, people are popping out with such new stuff. It's pretty hard to find a place without a Colorado beer, you know, at least half their board.
0: Ben Walker, bartender, closing manager at Ratio Beerworks. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much, guys, for having
0: me. So, yeah, there you go. Ratio Beer Works. It's up on Larimer. Ben was a really cool guy. I walked up to him and was talking to him at the bar, and he was really well-spoken. And I was like, dude, do you want to be on a podcast and from Portland? He was like, yeah, just here's my number. Just let me know when, and I'll we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, it's always fun to run into those kind of people. I would say ratio is definitely on the short list of places I would return to.
0: Yes, there were a couple that that I mentioned already in the first segment that I'd go back to. Ratio, as I said, is one of them. Really solid spot. And uh, Ben was a cool dude. So thanks to Ben for for coming on. And coming up next, we have our Beer of the Week. And of course, it is from Denver. And you will likely be surprised at what I chose. That's next here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris, and as we have done an entire episode on Denver, Colorado, the Beer of the Week is from Denver, Colorado, and I think that you will be surprised as to what I chose. I did not bring beer home with me, which was my mistake. I honestly didn't think about it, but... Did you check a bag? uh, I did not. Then you can't. My wife did, but oh. we le- I left before she left because she still had more stuff to do. Um, I came home with three crawlers last time <laughs> I was in Denver, <laughs> so I went to three crawlers and four cans. <laughs> Ooh, that must have been a heavy care or check bag.
1: Yeah, and then no, I because I had, we flew Southwest, so we got two free check bags, mm. and so I had one bag of just like jackets, sweatshirts, towels, and beer,
0: all protecting.
1: And that went that spent the night in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, it went the wrong way. It went to the wrong place, and so I didn't get my bag until like two days later. And I was like, "Awesome!" The bag that needs to be the most carefully used, carefully, you know, traveled has been in three airports and has been out of my control for days. <laughs> you were probably how freaking out. soaking wet is this bag right now?
0: And apparently not.
1: Nope, every beer survived. That's crazy. Because I know what I'm doing. I bubble wrap and towels.
0: You do know what you're doing.
1: Oh yeah. Although
0: I bubble wrap i mean towels act just as well as bubble wrap don't they don't take chances brother <laughs> if your bag ends up in arizona <laughs> you might you might find out the towel does not work as well so the beer of the week this week i went to john's marketplace because i forgot to bring beer back and uh they had a lot of the ones that you're used to seeing out here great divide oscars was there um there was a couple of other bigger ones left hand is from uh, Longmont, Colorado, so we we've, we saw those. And then at the top right-hand corner, I saw a little section of three beers, and it's from True, and it's a sour. And this is actually the exact beer that my wife got when we were there just yesterday, and it's called Buried Sun. It is a mixed culture French-style farmhouse ale. And my wife liked it a lot, and when I told her that I got it as our beer of the week, she was like, yeah, that's a good beer of the week to get. I'm just surprised I picked it because it was a sour, but I'm telling you, I loved True so much for the freaking vibe and the metal. It was perfect, and that's why I picked this beer. So I'm going to try it again now that it's in the bottle. This is obviously not fresh off the tap. or Actually, I think this one was in a can there, but uh, it's going to be interesting to try it differently.
1: I remember um, everybody I had talked to when going to... Uh colorado everybody was like you got to go to true it's this great sour brewery and or you know farmhouse wild fermented mixed culture kind of sort of thing you got to go there and then i ended up meeting some people that were here from true before i had been there and they seemed really cool and so it was like all right i'm very interested in this i've got to check this out uh and then i walked in the place and saw that it was a metal brewery and i was like hmm I know somebody that would like this.
0: <laughs> and that's when
1: I text you instantly and was like, hey, Mike, you're going to want to check this place out if you're ever out here.
0: Well, I did. And this this place was not super close to anything we were doing. And we made, made it a point uh, to to go there because I wanted to see the metal brewery. But tasting the beer right away. I remember why I liked this enough to make it the Beer of the Week this week. Because a couple of the sours we tried there, and this is the same for our I think it was one of our quick hit episodes, one of our first or second ones where you brought in the more more friends, more memories, mm-hmm. the sour from Breakside, where it doesn't make your tongue shrivel up into a ball and your teeth hurt.
1: No, it. nobody wants that anymore
0: anyway. No, but a lot of sours still are like that. Yeah, stop doing that. And <laughs> this one, when I tried it, I was like, this is as close to that more friends, more memories that I've had where I like it even though it's sour. And this one, to me, actually, it starts sour and then very quickly stops being sour. And it's usually the reverse that makes me struggle with the sour beers, where it just gets stuck at the back of your palate. And you're like, oh, my God, I just ate a warhead. This sucks. And I I don't get that with this beer. No, it's
1: it's light tartness. It's probably some moderate acidity. Not too much. It does kind of linger, which is nice. I imagine this is like white wine barrels of some sort. Um uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of online trying to look for some more information cuz the bottle doesn't give us a whole lot.
0: No, they only any hell at the brewery they don't give you a whole lot. They just say mixed culture. is, is what they call everything. And they just tell you what style of beer it is and it's mixed culture farmhouse is this one or mixed culture dark or mixed culture this or that. So, it is kind of tough. You're just kind of tasting it and just seeing what you find. Um This is my first time really trying to truly do the full palate taste with a sour beer. Because mm-hmm. I remember doing the more memories one and I was like, yeah, this is a sour. I'm really nervous about it. And then I was like, oh, it's actually kind of good. Um that one was a lot more jammy than this.
1: This yeah. has got I think this has a a ton of barrel character to it. Like I said, like some sort of white wine. That's probably it's French ties. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's some Saison yeast in this. Um just a touch maybe. I, I also say, wonder what this beer would be like with some more age on it. Yeah. It tastes a little young to me. Like, um, it hasn't quite captured the funk. it's true funk yet. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe that's why I like it, too, because it's still a little bit less funky and sour, and I can, I can appreciate it more. I see what you're saying about the white wine stuff. It is very reminiscent to me of, like, a Riesling. It's mm-hmm. kind of got this sweet, and it, it is white wine. It's like a Riesling to me right at the beginning. And then it kind of tapers off a little bit. And you're right, the sour does sit a little bit, but it's not sitting in the bad part of my palate. It's just on my tongue. Mm-hmm. It's not making it hard to drink again. Like I said, the worst part about sours to me is when in the back of your throat, you're like, oh, I don't want another sip. Jowl clenching, as I like to call this it. This hurts, yes. Jowl clenching. Um, this is just a solid a solid beer. If you can find some true beers, honestly, I mean, at John's, there was three or four of them. They were all sours. So I'm assuming that they are shipping their sours oot and boot. But uh, give it a try if you, if you like the style. And hell if you don't, give it a try just to see if it's if it's any different for you.
1: I think this is an interesting one to start with if you've never had sours. <clears throat> I think because of its, you know, low tartness and kind of, you know, medium acidity that it's definitely not going to blast you in the face.
0: It is not very acidic it at all. It is
1: funky though. And so there is some funk characteristic to it that could be perceived a little off-putting. Um, but I like this. It's not the prettiest color. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's not true. It kind of looks like an IPA.
0: It does a little little bit. It looks
1: like a little slightly malty IPA,
0: but it smells What kind of color would you be expecting then?
1: I don't know. Just maybe, maybe a little lighter, a little clearer. Depends on what they're going for though. Again, I tried to look up a bunch of stuff on the, I like, I hate beer rating sites, And I tried to look up a bunch of stuff to find some more stats on it, but it's just people's opinion on stuff. And so I don't really know what to do. Yeah, I just Uh, checked. Ah, yes, Beer Advocate, Untapped, and Rate Beer, the first three. I just checked all three of those.
0: (laughs) And then there's a beer review about it. And Denver's true heavy metal brewery. I'm going to go ahead and say the only heavy metal brewery?
1: Yeah, probably. I already looked at that, too.
0: All right, well, just, yep. just trying to help. That's it's all, all right. right. Just, just trying. To... But this is
1: cool. I think this would be fun to, you know, bring to someone who isn't necessarily a sour drinker and see what they think. Um, I wish I had a little more carbonation. Yeah, me That's too. just
0: me. But I do think sometimes when you get the sours, the carbonation doesn't always... Well, it just depends on how you do it. If this was bottle conditioned, it'd be real bubbly. Yeah. Maybe they don't want it to be real bubbly. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe they want it to kind of have that cask feel yeah. where you just get a little bit of carbonation and a lot of the funky flavors. I don't know. I think it's actually pretty good. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I, I chose it based off of one or two sips that I had of my wife's and I just knew that it was a solid one that I, I didn't hate and I went, let's bring this in because I know Patrick also he likes sours more than me but maybe wants to get into the style a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. A style that's <laughs> it's, it's tough for both of us so it's a good brewery to do it for. There you go. So our beer of the week is the True, T-R-V-E Buried Sun. It is a mixed culture French-style farmhouse ale. And the label's cool. Yes, all of their imaging is cool. Their marketing stuff is all awesome. There you go. There's our Denver, Colorado episode of Beers on Us. That was cool. Uh, We haven't done one in a while, and I mean, honestly, it's probably going to take us going to a place to get one in like that, although we still want to do the Southwest Washington one that's just been on the back burner. I know we've teased it for two months already, but it's tough sometimes. It's tough out there, man. It's tough. But uh, that's our Denver, Colorado episode. If either of us get out to a place that is starting to kind of become a burgeoning craft beer scene, we'll we'll do our best to make an episode out of it. I know a place I might be able to go shortly because my wife's parents currently live there is Austin, Texas. And I know that they're starting to get a little bit of a craft beer scene there. Yep,
1: I know some people. I've got some people that used to work for us that uh, are opening a brewery and another one's working for a, you know, pretty well-known brewery down there they did really austin texas did really well at gbf this year um that is a budding scene for sure
0: so when i first get to go there i'd like to do an episode on that and beyond that there's not a bunch of places that i would naturally go to uh i can probably visit chicago visit my buddy again they've got some decent craft beer out there
1: i don't really have a desire to go there but san diego oh yeah so, I mean, uh, but the, we the birth of the west coast IPA. we both have
0: been there though
1: I mean, I've been to San Diego, yeah, but not to drink beer.
0: Oh, well, why not?
1: Be, well, because I wasn't of age, and, I, <laughs> and once I became of age, I have like zero desire to be in Southern California.
0: Aw, it's so pretty though, and warm. I think it's boring and nice. San Diego's not boring. What, what do you? What do you do there? It's the same thing you do here: you eat and you drink and you go outside. So why do I need to go somewhere else? Because it's warmer there. <laughs> okay, I don't care. Wear a jacket. Uh, god you're such a northwest kid sometimes <laughs> yeah totally uh so yeah that that's our denver episode we'll try to keep doing more of these as we get to cool places in the southwest washington episode is going to be coming up soon as well measles included and um i'm not really sure what we're going to be doing yet next week still efforting a couple places to go on location to do our next podcast takeover um but we'll uh, we'll figure it out. So keep listening. We appreciate you all. Let us know what you think about the various things. If you've been to Denver and any breweries we didn't talk about, let us know on social media, at MikeLynch27, on Twitter, at BDD085, and Instagram. A couple things I'll tease. Might be fun on February
1: 14th. We could, uh, that episode could drop. That could be a preview to Zwicklemania, which is that weekend. Um, So that could be a fun thing to talk about. That's a pretty big thing in this town state.
0: And uh, we are doing Oregon Beer Awards. Yep,
1: that is on Tuesday, the 26th. So our podcast review of that will be the 28th.
0: That's a couple things coming up. Yeah, so
1: that's kind of our February and try to squeeze some things in, maybe throw in a style.
0: Yep, we'll have another. try to get a location. Yep, and that should be uh, about it for the next month. Sounds like a good February. Uh, So keep listening to us. We appreciate you all out there. Let us know what you think. Let us know any beers you want us to try for Beer of the Week and uh, all sorts of other good, juicy stuff. But for Patrick Harris, I'm Mike Lynch, and we'll see you next week. Deuces. See so you about a pillow. Whoa. Yes!